Hello, and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to speak openly and honestly about our jobs without, you know, having to worry about losing them. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, hence the Elvis. I'd like to give a special shout-out to all the Patreons out there who support us and keep us going. If you'd like extra episodes, bonus content, access to our movie watch parties, in fact, we we have a watch party on September 25th, Saturday, of The Breakfast Club. You need to join our Patreon for as little as $5, $10. But here are the people already done it, and I love them so much. Miss Ariana L., Jessica H., Physics Runner, Melissa V., Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M., Kim C., William P., Sarah O., Aldrich T., La Scorpionita, Britt M., Tisha C., Teresa H., Biker Teach, Caitlin L., Marsha M., Weaza, Christina B., Miss Alabama, Kristen B, Megan R, Hoovian, Ashley M, Jason F, Amber H, JJO, Jeff S, Abby B, Ann T, Sarah B, Regina F, Anna L, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Hope H, Aaron D, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, Rylan L, Catherine S, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Tony and Christina K, Irma A, Nimi, Melissa M, Lisa S, and Sarah N. Thank you to all of our fine friends at Patreon for supporting us. I'd also Thank our sponsor, Ludlam Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building, send them to ludlamdramatics.com. There is jack shit for theater teachers in the teacher store. So if you're a theater teacher and you need help explaining some of the concepts, Ludlam Dramatics has the tools to help you. Go check them out now. Also, check out our sponsor, Legendary Pretzels. They take amazing hard pretzel rods, rub them with chocolate and caramel and candy goodness, and you get to eat them, and they are amazing. Treat yourself and go there now. LegendaryPretzels.com Also, my friends, if you get a chance because you love us, and maybe you like just don't have the scratch because you're a poor teacher like everyone else to become a Patreon, why don't you go ahead and just leave a review, a, you know, a positive one, maybe, of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. Help spread the word. Tell people about us. Get us growing so we can, you know, keep crunching these out weekly and often and all the time. We had our 100th episode last week, and there's a special, like, 90 minute cut of that episode on the Patreon, but we just keep on going because we love you guys and we like to talk. Oh, ooh, ooh, in special bonus news, Miss Bunny O'Hare had her baby! Hooray! They are happy and healthy and everyone is doing well, so big cheers there. She'll be back on the podcast hopefully before too long. Alright, my friends, enjoy episode number 101! Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. (laughs) I am Elvis, your host, and today I am joined by Miss Sparkles. Hey, y'all. And also Miss Lucille Lane. Hi. Hi. Well, welcome, ladies. I'm glad you're able to make it. It's Monday, and my God, we're barely into the year. We're just a couple farts past Labor Day, and I'm zonked. But I have been so drained between the constant, like, COVID threats I'm getting daily messages from both kids at both schools for close contacts, for whatever, and just all the bullshit that goes with teaching right now. Yeah. I am just kind of fried. And the thing is, the kids aren't being – like my students that I have right now aren't bad. Like there's a couple that are a handful, but they're not bad. It's just like the outside pressure right now is really crazy. Are you guys feeling this or you have anything similar going on? Yes. Yes. As listeners may or may not know, uh, I was diagnosed with COVID on the fifth day of school, Ugh. which is per 
perfect timing when you're starting at a new school to get COVID five days in, right? Yeah. Uh, and really, I probably should have actually stayed home that fourth day. But I was like, oh, I think it's just allergies. Spoiler, it was not just allergies. Please just be allergies. But it was not. It I'm was COVID. I'm hearing that a lot, though. I'm hearing that a lot. I, I have a friend and she was just like, well, I just had a runny nose and some then some congestion. And, you know, and I just thought it was allergies. And she yeah. actually has COVID as well. Well, and that's the thing is since I was fully vaccinated, when I first started getting symptoms, they were so slight that I was like, oh, oh I'm probably fine, right? Like, you, 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 it takes you a while to realize like, oh, no, I'm a breakthrough case. Damn. Damn. Yeah. But I got my vaccine like seven months ago. And I Me know too. like they're, they're, they're pushing the boosters now. So I'm still going to get my booster um, next month because your girl's not dumb. Um, and I got better really fast. Like Good. the day I was, the day I was diagnosed, I was super sick, running a fever, shaking, sweats. Uh, the next day I basically felt like I had a, not even gnarly, but like kind of lame, uh, head cold. And then I just had like kind of a basic head cold feeling for the rest of that week. And then the next week I felt great. Like I felt good, except that I couldn't taste or smell anything. Mm. But that's where it's getting me though, is because like living in Texas or anywhere in the South, allergies suck, especially yeah. this time of year. And so it's really, really bad. And I always get them badly. And I remember when I actually had COVID back in December, the day like I had it, I remember thinking that morning, man, my sinuses really suck. Mm-hmm. And they asked like, how I was like, no, no, it really, it's just allergies. I have this. And then I ended up having like the three weeks of COVID. And right. then last week or two weeks ago, my son got like, hey, your, your child had close contact with someone. You may quarantine if you want, but you don't have to. Both he and I are vaccinated. But we decided to get tested, but we stayed home for those three days because I don't want to go to work and be like, yeah, I got tested, but I didn't get results back. So I was waiting <laughs> and we ended up being negative. But the whole time I'm like, well, my allergies are kicking up. So this could be like a week, like vaccinated COVID. It ended up being nothing. It ended up being just straight up allergies. But now I'm paranoid, but I don't want to yeah. keep missing stuff because I missed like a week. And like yeah. I've got the way they're doing school days now. They're not giving any grace for anyone taking COVID out. Like Mm -hmm. they count it as an excused absent, but I got like a truancy letter from my son on the third week of school because he missed four days. Like, well, if you miss any more excused or unexcused, he has to be present. Like, you, yeah, he might have had COVID. You told me to keep him home. Right. And that's, that's the problem is it's like they're telling us to stay home if we get like a close exposure or we have it, but then you're still getting punished. So, like, my district thankfully still gives COVID days. But they only give you five, and they require you to be out for ten. That's so, bullshit. It's bullshit anyway. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like bullshit. I was like, because I even emailed them. I was like, hey, if I test negative, can I come back early? And she, the benefits was like, no, absolutely not. Ten days. And I was like, okay, sucks that I have to use five of my personal days. That's like half my personal days for the year. But that's cool, guys. Cool. But Great. It- They've had to shut stuff down around here. Well, they're not shutting whole cl- schools down. They're shutting it down class by class. My daughter's school, or her classroom got put into tier three procedures because they had four 
positive cases. Their class was not allowed to be with other classes. Like they had to play on the base basketball court instead of being on the playground. And they couldn't like mix with other classes. They had to eat lunch in their room for just last week. And then I was talking to my friend, Dickie McGee, who used to be on the podcast and he's a principal of his school. And he has one class that for this week only has to do virtual, but the oh. rest of the classes and stuff at school are current because they had like seven or eight positive cases of that in that one classroom. But like there's another six that are on this tier three procedure. It's just, it's nuts. It's exploding left and right, but I don't know. I don't know how to handle it. I wouldn't mind being virtual. I do not want to do the half and half bullshit that I had to do last year where I was Yeah, I'm with you on that. Virtual. Yeah. I, Look, you can't pay me enough to do that again because I never felt so ineffectual as a teacher as I did when I was doing half and half. Look, people hate when I say this and they like, <gasps> they grab their pearls and they like, like sigh real hard. And I liked virtual teaching. Like I really did. I had no problems with it whatsoever. And I teach sped, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I just, I loved it. I loved being feeling safe i loved yeah there is something to be said for that like i had everything right in front of my computer like if they didn't show up it was just like an absence at school then they they just didn't show up that's not my problem but i really loved it i would never mind going back again even if i had to go to school even have to show up at work and then do virtual i still wouldn't mind it I enjoyed it that first spring that COVID, when COVID first broke that first spring when it was was just virtual for me. Then I could just like roll out of bed and I had my lesson plans to get in the computer and get back. But the next school year, last year, the 2019, I guess the 2020, 21 year, where I had to do half and half, man, fuck that. No, 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 never again. No, the the half and half was real shit, especially because like, Last year, the school I was at, it was a block schedule, so you had four periods a day. But because I was an elective teacher, I had to teach virtual during my conference period. And even though it was only 30 minutes twice a week, during that that time became sucked up with getting ready for virtual teaching every day and making sure they had an assignment every day. And it just absolutely demoralized me and like destroyed my spirit. Um, I could see that. No, and it's, definitely. Yeah. And it's a big part of the reason I'm actually looking at getting out of teaching is I just, I can't, I can't pandemic teach anymore. I just can't do it. It's so hard and like heartbreaking. Like I just, I can't do it anymore. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> I'm just I definitely, exhausted. I don't have the mojo I used to have. I feel that right now. But I think that's because I almost had like just a year of not being able to harness it. Like, okay, this is not like an apt comparison. But I know with like if testosterone, if you're not using it, you lose it in the male Mm -hmm. system. If like you're, it'll just start going down and going down and going down. I felt that way with my teaching skills where I kind of took like a year off where I wasn't using them or I couldn't use them to the fullest extent. And now I'm having to really fight to get my mojo and to get it all back up there again to a level where I feel like I can knock it out of the park every time. And like, I've always considered myself a pretty good teacher with good perform or with good classroom management and good, like performing art skills when it comes for those numbers. But I feel like I'm having to dig real deep and work a lot harder than I used to in the past. And I don't know if that's because I'm out of practice or just like, my desire is down, but 
this is my career for right now. I am not ready to step down and do something else. I've got side hustles left and right, but I'm not ready to give this one up just yet. But Lucille, what about you? I know you've been contemplating and making the jump. And did you ever finish your certification? Or I'm getting uh, certificates online with small little classes, uh, basically to validate that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to e-learning. I am trying <laughs> to get into uh, instructional design for corporations or small businesses, or who may- maybe even you know I would I would consult or something, but. Um, this is something I'm kind of working on because I really, uh, I'm just, teaching is exhausting. For 14 years is a long time and I yeah. am feeling every single one of those years and um, I'm just getting tired. And COVID is the reason actually why I don't want to teach anymore. <laughs> um, it just sounds yeah. so terrible when I say it, but it, it's the, it's the truth. So COVID, like, like saying teaching online, I loved and thrived actually working remotely. Like that is something that works for me. I found out a lot about how, you know, parents, um, how, how they really look at education, value it, how districts also are running during COVID, like complete trash. Now I know this yeah. was unexpected, but man, when we turned around and we talked about that 2021 year, like there was a whole bunch of time for everybody to sit around and go, how can we actually improve? What if we have to like go um, virtual again? What platforms work? How can we hold people accountable? How can we, I mean, they had so much time to do that and just didn't. So, Y'all can't see me, but I am nodding my head ferociously because <laughs> yes, yes, and everybody was just like sitting around with their thumbs up their butts, yeah. pretending like this would go away. And now we're quarantine classes. Kids are not. Um, they don't. I mean, they care less. Parents even care less. You know, just the morale is really down at schools. I am. I'm just. This is what made me decide. I personally am trying to get out. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tr- looking for instructional design and I am, I, I, cause I basically I'm using my knowledge and my experience of 14 years of teaching and I have taught on many platforms, but I think corporations, small businesses or whomever would want to hire me wants to see that I have some kind of certification and something, you know what I mean? So like I'm yeah. getting these, I'm getting these um, certificates so I can say that, yes, I actually did it. Well, but, my career directly was created, my position was created because of his term as governor of Texas. Because uh, when he was governor of Texas, he put in a mandate that there needed to be fine arts education in elementary schools, and the, other than just having music. And so the easiest way for them to add that was to add performing arts and creative dramatics in elementary oh. school. And so for a while in the early 2000s, there was actually a boom of creative dramatics classes created specifically because of George W. Bush's mandates. He's responsible for a lot of theater people unknowingly. But And then after September 11th and a lot of changes, they found out they could yeah. replace that with science classes and incur, increase their testing scores. And so those classes were, you know. Which is super lame, super lame. Yeah, Um, I know you could do fun like mad science stuff for like a special class and some kids might really like that and have fun science stuff. But I mean, give them creativity. It doesn't all have to be STEM, STEM, STEM nonstop. Yeah, that's the thing is, is there's so much emphasis on STEM that now like fine arts are 
are dying. And that's another reason for, for me to kind of get out of education. I teach fine art, you know, I, I teach theater. And while I completely believe in the need for STEM classes, the complete lack of regard for the fine arts at some schools is absolutely demoralizing. It's demoralizing, you know, it can't be done on a football field. It's not worth doing. Well, and like band or throw a flag or a baton. Fuck it. Well, to the point (laughs) of even like the English classes get fucked over, you know what I mean? And like, that's a tested subject, but they're like, no, we have to have STEM, 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 STEM. Who cares if the kids do English? And it's like, they need to know how to fucking read and like analyze text in STEM. Also, that's part of, STEM is you have to analyze texts in all areas of your life. Like you have to read to survive in life. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, you get a prescription. What are you going to do? Just stare at the bottle. You need to read on how to take this medication or you die. One way right. Or and like you have to be able to. Or none at all. <laughs> yeah. You need to know how to look at information, absorb it, synthesize it and like follow instructions and all of that. And English helps you do, do that. And I, it, it just blows my mind that we're like putting the humanities completely by the wayside, like history and geography and all of that oh, yeah, absolutely. in the name of STEM. And like 70% of the kids don't give a fuck about STEM. They don't want to do it. Like they're not going to be engineers. They're not going to be computer programmers. They're not going to be mathematicians. You know, do they need to know basics of all of that? Good foundational knowledge of all of those things. Absolutely. Every single child should have a good, solid foundation in STEM. Again, because that helps you with analyzing information and research and all of that. But we should not be putting so much focus on it that everything else gets thrown out. We have whole schools being made for STEM, but where's our schools for humanities being built by districts? Where's our schools for kids who want to deeply study literature and social studies and sociology and psychology? Where is that school? Why haven't we opened one of those? It could be because it makes you think a little bit deeper in like a different way. You know, it makes God forbid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, (laughs) look, I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists, right? But I would totally believe if that's what they were doing to the youth of America. Yeah. They don't want people asking questions. They don't want, I was about to say contraceptive thinking, but that's not (laughs) what I'm trying to say. I'm completely so in my brain's... What's it called? Critical thinking. They don't critical thinking. want critical no. thinking skills. No. They don't want things being questioned that. on a deeper level. This message comes from our contact page on our Teacher Needs a Drink website uh, from Lauren P. Message. Hey, guys. I need some help. I was out for two weeks after having COVID. I feel you. And now my classes are crazy. I came back today and their behavior is almost out of control. These are middle school students. They're yelling out, commenting on everything, talking over me, playing games on their Chromebooks. I found a bulletin board ripped down in my class. Holy shit. (laughs) Jesus. They were so good beforehand. How do I get these chiclets back on track? You got to treat it like the first day of school. Yep. You have to go over. Go over. That's exactly because they've had a sub or whatever for two weeks. One who obviously didn't care or let it go, and they think they can do everything. So you got to go in and treat it like the first day of school. Go over all your guidelines, like treat it like it's the first day of prison. Take out the biggest kid first. Like, <laughs> what do you say to me? Go to the office. Rah! I mean, just like 
go in there, go in there stabbing. And you got to Harry Wong that shit. You got to Harry Wong that shit. Like literally first days of school's it all over Mm -hmm. again. And I And it'll be worth it. I feel it because I taught, I taught sixth grade for eight years or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And holy hell, like this is a true story. I got so tired of them and their nonsense all the time. Like eight years of consistent pounding of nonsense in my face that like I literally was standing next to a table and I was teaching and I blacked out. I was still standing. (gasps) My vision completely (gasps) left me, completely left me. I touched the table, like just to make sure that I'm standing there. I did, if I looked, if I looked of any kind of weakness, that was it. Those twelve-year-olds, thirteen-year-olds were going to eat me alive, right? So mm-hmm. I just kept talking. I kind of shut my eyes and opened it. My I did regain my vision, but it came back in spots, you know, like little yeah. black spots. And I that is the that was the moment. And it was like April or something like that of the year. And that's when I was like. I got to either move down or a different position because I can't do this anymore. Man, middle school is middle school is hard. And there were days where I was like, these fucking kids, I'm going to throw a stapler at one of them. But I did not. No, I it's not. It's perfectly normal for middle schoolers to just be pushing the envelope because they're trying to figure out what who they are, what right. they get along with. What's All acceptable. Of them have these new different hormones pushing around. And yeah. they're usually like in a different school because it's middle school, not elementary school anymore, or they're even just transferred in. And so they're trying to look good for some girl they just noticed, or they think everyone's looking at them all the time. So they're all trying to be funny all the time, even though they're just stupid. And yeah, I, I can't do middle school because they're all just stupid. Mm-mm. That doesn't necessarily get better with all your high school kids, though. No, but I think there comes a level with high school, not all of them, where either they're humbled because they they really fear that everyone is looking at them all the time and everyone's going right. to remember everything that happened because their world is so focused on themselves. Yeah. Because that they think everyone is focused on them when they don't realize that, like, Every single one of them is constantly overanalyzing everything they're doing. I, I feel like high schoolers get humbled. And high schoolers also understand sarcasm, which, I don't know, there's some kind of gift with that. Middle schoolers don't necessarily understand it or don't understand right. the difference between that and, you know, something being funny and something just being mean. mean I feel like yeah. high schoolers start to have empathy while middle schoolers might not have it. Females in middle school might have it a little bit more, but boys in middle school definitely don't have empathy. The large, one of, one of my former principals once said, large groups of teenage boys are trouble. And yeah. he would know because he was a man. <laughs> so he's just like, he was like, large groups of teenage boys are trouble, Miss M. Make sure you put girls in those groups to cut down on the shenanigans. The intense need to constantly make a comment on what is happening around them is the thing that makes me crazy. Oh, that drives me insane. Mm. Like, I'm just trying to take attendance and you have to make a comment about every kid I've taken attendance on. And I'm like, shut up. Nobody cares what you think right now. Just be quiet. Let everybody say here. I hate that. I had, listen, <laughs> I had a third grader doing that already, right? Oh. And I went, in, I went in to co-teach. He started mouth just running like 50 miles per hour from the back of the room, called him by his name. He turned around, looked at me. I looked right at him and I was like, 
there's probably flames in my eyes. I said, do you have to say something every five seconds? <laughs> and he looks at me and didn't say anything. I said, we all know you're here. We know you're here in the room. You don't have to talk anymore. And I was waiting for him to go home and say something <laughs> That's beautiful. Hey, guys, guess what? 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 We have a Patreon. <laughs> Whoa, that's amazing. You're shocked. That's right. For as little as five, ten dollars a month, you can get access to all kinds of bonus episodes, extra content. We have like an hour and a half long 100th celebration. We have our movie reviews. In fact, we're doing a movie watch party on September 25th of The Breakfast Club. Well, we're yeah. going to have a bunch of us teachers get together and watch Breakfast Club and talk yeah, about it. Awesome. And then we're going to record a special episode where we just get to share all of our feelings. And the kindergarten cop one was fun because we have all like me and the count just doing Arnold impressions left and right, which is, <laughs> oh, God. Which is really bad. It's like, you have to listen to it now. <laughs> and it, it was beautiful. We entertained ourselves greatly. But you should join us on Patreon so you could do our watch parties. And we have another step bet coming up in October. I'll tell you more about that when we get there but do it now sign up first or uh not step in sign up for patreon Woo, yeah. Woo! all right ladies are you ready i'm, I'm ready. ready would you rather have nipples for toes or toes for nipples nipples for toes really yeah really I don't know which one I'd ha- I, I want. I really want to hear some reasoning. No, Ms. I want to hear reasoning from you. Why would you even want toes for nipples? Well, that's, that's more fun. What do you mean? What do you mean you want a reason for me to put so that I have like nipples for toes? Because I can put shoes on and hide them always. Um, you want little, you want little well, toes. Would it hurt like if you stubbed out? your toe like even worse? Like, like someone just coming and like flicking your nipple really hard? Wouldn't it be like the same thing? I don't know. I would think. <laughs> and you break a toe at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do like the idea of being called nipple toes. Okay. That sounds that's, kind of fun. I see. Okay. I don't know. Miss Sparkles, what about you? Would you rather have nipples for toes or toes for nipples? Can I choose? I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. I don't like it. I don't like uh, it. I don't, I don't like, like the idea of having toenails under my shirt. <laughs> I could I could definitely say that would be weird. Like, what if you like didn't trim? Like, cause you could go a few extra days. Like, you could even go like a week without like getting your toenails properly cut. <laughs> and not okay. everyone's gonna see it. I mean, worst thing that happens, you might like rip a hole in a sock. But man, imagine having like a hole in your shirt because like your toe nipple, like nail, like cut through it. Uh-uh. No, so again, I'm going nipple toes. I think I'm with you, Lucio. I think I'm with okay. you. Okay. You're you're you switching won't. now? I, I switched sides. I didn't yeah. really have a side, but I've talked myself into it. Miss Sparkles, <laughs> where are you going to go with? You gonna? You could paint your toe nipples on your like. <laughs> I don't want to paint my. I don't want to have it's toe like a nipples pasty. or You could get like toes. the weird thing with like a fish in it. Like you've seen those crazy no. nails people have. No, I don't want any of that. It all sounds <laughs> terrible. I don't like it. I thought oh. it would be like, would you rather have toes for nipples or like go bungee jumping? <laughs> Um, go through a car the, wash of penises. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna go back to that. <laughs> the car wash of penises. Are they erect or not? It um, doesn't matter with that many. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, folks, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I like to thank my hosts who are with me tonight, Miss Sparkles. Thank you for being here. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thanks, y'all. 
And Ms. Lucille Lane, I'm glad you were here. I'm glad we were able to hear you 100% even without a microphone. Oh, I know. I'm so happy to be here and heard. Yay. Well, ladies, take care of yourselves. Everyone out there, stay healthy. Make sure you're vaccinated if you're not. And deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, everyone. But the point is, oh my God, is the car wash stuff made of their cum? <gasps> oh, I don't know. Are. We've got a lot of mileage out of the car wash event. <laughs> I mean, we we've been talking about this for like two months now. <laughs> I know the car wash. Of, look, the car wash of dicks is a very um, <laughs> clear visual. It is so <laughs> it is so vivid. And you know, the thing yes. is, it's like no one went to the cum room until right now.